0: in the trap. This is for
1: the <laughs> Believe in Miracles? Hey, I play
0: chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like, and subscribe. You got to show me. I apply pressure, and they try to reject it. Clearly ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'm going to call it self Harmon. Fly. South and get the south popping. <laughs> One day I'm gonna give you a walk through and introduce you to this walk, too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, nicked on my dynasty stock Till I came back like Wimby Yama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the GOAT That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88, December 87, I was 16 days away My flight why not, I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link You gotta pay to play I, I work 16 hours, boy that's a 88 X Factor like this Brian, my boy 88 Watch dream like when you living like A heavyweight, this ain't a one Week thing, we grind like everyday They know my destination, Debbie Like I hang with Ray, if they ain't Know my name, I bet they know my name it Day. Treat this mic like an let's make a trade today. Drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm laying layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South huh, man? I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Har, huh? and I'm glad you here, here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Har, huh? and I'm glad you here, here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM. let's make a trade today. <laughs>
2: Welcome, everybody, to America's Game, episode number six, and it's us again, the three amigos, back again, man, Adam, Mike, myself, yes, um, sir. back once again after our roster, our, our depth chart construction that me and Scott did last week, uh, seems like it was a pretty big hit, everybody liked it got a lot of good feedback from that so excited that you guys like that but this week um gonna kind of be just a kind of a chill show um by the time you guys are listening to this it'll be thursday it's game day lions and uh chiefs coming on tonight hopefully travis kelsey plays We had all that bs so won't know officially until uh thursday but hopefully he plays but uh no i'm excited to be back guys how are you guys doing Oh,
3: buddy, I'm doing so good. You guys, uh, you guys absolutely killed it last episode. You and Scott, uh, the whole deep dive roster construction. Adam and I were joking about it on the AMA. That's a uh, a three drive to and from work episode, right? <laughs> Even on 1.5x, on fa- you know, <laughs> like there's
1: no speed where you get through that in one.
3: Listen, and for anybody out there who's still doing uh, you know, one times, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't judge you. I don't judge you at all. I uh, all I gotta say is listen to that fizzle intro on 1.5. At least listen to the intro. Uh, Brandon over at Destination Debbie kind of opened my eyes to this. <laughs> the 1.5 fizzle intro. Oh man, that thing slaps. <laughs> Not that the fizzle intro does uh, the fizzle intro doesn't slap on uh, on one times, but 1.5, it's a different animal. <laughs> so uh, last week's episode, you and Sky Connor. Fucking fantastic, and the best part is uh, the intro is so long, the fizzle intro is so long. I get to say fuck right off the bat, which is fucking incredible, right? I don't hit any of those YouTube things. I can just say fuck, fuckity fuck, fuck.
1: There we nice. go, there we go. We're trying to we're trying to find will YouTube algorithm find us after three minutes? Right there. Um, well, I will say though, like your show, the the deep dive. I think that's one of the things. Not not to one dimensionally, you you do a lot of good things but that's one of the things that i think makes your show so different and dynamic than the rest is that type of deep dive and that type of time that's to go through a two and a half plus hour episode to where you can captivate and still give and deliver values to the audience is rare and hard to find and that's one of the things that i value not just about you but about the show that you do here so appreciate being a guest on um from what i understand it's going to be a lot shorter show um for what mike's you know already putting out there and we've been doing three shows hopefully it's not too long of a show we'll, we'll give you everything we got but let's talk about it eric what what are we talking about today
2: yeah i just got a couple of quick things i wanted to talk about but uh no i appreciate what you guys said man that's doing that show every year with scott is uh, definitely one of my favorite times we like diving into all those deep guys and you know if you listen to a lot of other podcasts like most of us do you know You can only hear about the top players. I can only hear about Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb and whoever else so many times. Like, there's not another podcast out there that really dives into uh, Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin and and Mari DiMercato and people like that. Like, there's just not a lot that do that. So, and I forget which podcast it was a long time ago. Scott would know. Um, but they did like a deep dive into like every single division, every team, just like that kind of thing. And it was like two and a half hour podcasts like that. And those podcasts were gold. So um, I kind of try to replicate that same thing and do it our style. So yeah, no, I've been enjoying that, man. So <laughs>
3: uh, I, lo- I love the fact that we've been doing so much content tonight. Adam had to go back to his fucking booze cabinet. If I'm you're not, watching no. on YouTube. Can I just you? You can't here, see can this I, can on I podcast. You, form, can I give you the this, YouTube? Hold on. Listen, this motherfucker just got
1: up. want y'all to and see back. and understand what I did, there's nothing oh here. There's three bottles down here that are all empty, and I'm like, all right, I guess I have to do this on video. Uh, I got to go back, and the nice thing is the bar's right there now, but the bad thing is, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's drinking season, buddy. NFL's here. Come <laughs> get that liver in check, buddy. You talk about conditioning. Like, you see Travis Hunter, right? That man is out here just, the conditioning is ill. The people came hard to play one side of the ball. He's doing two at a vengeance. Understand, this bar behind me, you can't see. It. It's about to be empty. Um, this, is, this We're in is full like, content season, buddy.
3: The nerve of this guy. Play like a champ, right? No excuses.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no such thing, buddy. It's America's game. Gotta have a drink.
2: Well, speaking of uh, since you brought out Travis Hunter, I was going to talk about college football, so we might as well hit that Ooh. up first. What did you, you guys what did you guys think of week 1? Any like what was your big standouts or anything? I mean like Colorado,
1: that? you can't you right. can't talk about week 1 without Colorado. I mean Absolutely. I think All right, let me just tell you from what I hear from a lot of different spots and It's funny how to me. Okay, so there's a lot of just uh, hate on Prime, right? And it's it's more so like the uh, the brashness, the flamboyance. But the truth is, this is how he's been. It's how he's played. It's how he's been his entire time. And it's like, okay, th- this team has been getting a lot of hate and it's not going to work out. The under o- Over-under set it criminally low numbers. And then they go out and they have one of their toughest games on the road. Shadur plays awesome. The team plays awesome. They win the game in a tight ball game, so it's not just like, "Hey, you hung with these guys, you end up winning down the stretch." And then people are surprised like, what do you know about Dion? Of course he's going to be up there talking his smack, and of course he's going to do that. that's what he's, that's what he's going to do when they lose. that's what he's going to do always. So you think in the moment where he's at his biggest stage right now as a coach, <laughs> he's not going to go Dion on it, but I think from the the that was just the take that was surprising to me like people are not liking his response. What, what did right. you expect him to do? Yeah. But the second thing is to see, okay, Travis Hunter in a game like that plays so well, to see Shadur, no turnovers. I mean, people are wondering, like, is he going to – 510 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Like, that is something I don't think people would, even would have considered in the realm of possibility. right? Like, when it, you talk about doing range of outcomes, no one would have even said that was possible.
2: Four guys caught over 100 yards.
1: Right. That's it wasn't just playing. Travis Hunter on offense, by the right, way. That's right. another big point.
2: Yeah. They had four guys catch over 100 yards each. So that's that's you, know, you don't even see that in the NFL or you know even college games, really, for the most part. You know yeah. you hardly ever see that. So, yeah, that was pretty impressive. And then another thing people don't bring up, that's TCU. They were in the National fucking Championship game last year.
1: Well, the other thing, too, is so that's TCU, right? But think about it this way, at least for me. People are like, oh, well, that, he's not going to play that way the whole time. Okay, maybe. But they're playing against the Pac 12. Like, how many defenses in the Pac 12 are on their schedule period? You're like, oh man, that's trouble. That's not going to be good for them. Yeah. No. A handful, if right. any, if any. So, if he's playing that way week one on the road, why, when they start to get more chemistry, are people wondering, like, he's going to suck? I mean, yeah, of course, it's college and guys will have up and down weeks, but I think. People need to take what happened in week one more serious on a bigger view of what they're going to have with the Pac-12, in my opinion.
3: Oh, you you touched on a lot of things. I'm going to do some quick fires here for America's game. Number one, i got to start off with my Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, No. Despite the fact that the fucking offense looked fantastic in the uh, the scripted portion of the plays, which Brian Ferentz is fantastic at, if you're an Iowa Hawkeyes fan, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. The scripted portion great after that he usually sucks but the one thing that stood out to me I was kind of big on Eric Hall and I think Eric All will probably be a fine NFL tight end but Luke Lachey is that fucking dude like you wanted to know Mike who you're predicting to be the next Sam Laporta the next George Kittle the next Noah Fanta the next TJ Hawkinson Luke fucking Lachey that's your dude that's your dude to go get absolute fucking unit and then me i got to take a little victory lap people hating on me for the keon coleman pick keon coleman nine for 122 and three fucking touchdowns against the team that that touts themselves as quote unquote dbu dbu they had no fucking answer for that man so the last point i'll get on the quick hitters if you're a dynasty squad and you're going fuck i need a quarterback next year i need one of those quarterbacks like i'm so so stressed for quarterback we knew Caleb Williams was great. We knew Drake May was great. The QB3, the QB4, the QB5 discussion has just blown the fucking doors off, man. Michael Penix had a great game. Jordan Travis, absolute fucking unit playing out there. Adam, your boy, Shador Sanders, threw himself into that conversation. So the QB3, QB4, QB5, wide open, man. There are so many guys out there just balling out week one of uh, college football. Absolutely incredible and exciting if you're one of those dynasty managers, maybe you don't need a tank to get Caleb. <laughs> maybe, well, let me say, maybe me, you might, you know, be fine at pick three, five, seven. Let
1: me, let me say two things. One, Mike starting off with Iowa two, patting himself on the back is absolutely no surprise on America's game or any show. Now three to this discussion the Let's get, you know, to America's game, what the people want to know, not Iowa. Um, but my question to you guys is now, cause I, Let's talk about it. Mike is doing a show on Campus to Canton with us, and Eric, you'll be on there at some point. I'll be on there at some point. Mike started off episode one great. We're doing a show on Campus to Canton, but my first Campus to Canton experience where not us hosting them on a show of 4D or one of the both of them having me out there, they say, hey, let's do a mock draft. Okay, I'll do a mock draft. Got you. Now, you guys are C2C content creators, and you play in a bunch of leagues, so I'm assuming you're going to smash me, but like, I'm cool. It's a mock draft. So I get on there, you know, I'm gonna do a little 5-10 ten-minute segment on their, their overall show. You know, we'll get Adam on 40 chess, kind of plug him. First pick, I can't remember who I took, but it was fine. It's obvious. Round two, I take Shadur Sanders. And I'm telling you, when I, when you talk about the floodgates opening, it it was it was the opposite of the part of the Red Sea. It was coming right at me, and they they killed me over Shadur Sanders. You could have gotten him. Outside of this whole mock, you could have waited on him until the mock was over, all this stuff is not gonna be good. So my question to you is not to shot them as far as like I don't think a lot of people were taking him as serious as the next level as even producing in college consistently. If that's what he did as a passer, right? Considering the sacks, he was negative rushing, right? So that was all as a passer. My question to you is right now, like range of outcomes still are very wide. I mean I could end up being a fluke, but Where do you put him in this mix of quarterbacks for college? Because here's my opinion that I want to give you preface on the question. The NFL is starting to chase more and more now the home run swing. It's like the evolution of baseball, right? Like, forget this. We're uppercutting on the bat. The, 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 The batting averages may go down, but we're trying to swing for these home runs. That's what you're seeing at the quarterback position. So where does he currently land for you? Like, does this make him serious? Like, is this still... You you gotta wait and see for anything NFL side. Like, where are you guys at with Shadur after one game?
2: Hmm. I'm gonna say I think conservatively. If you're, are you just talking about next year's class?
1: I'm talking about yeah. Like, okay. if he ended if he was ended up being good enough to come out and go next year, and then you know, if you're holding him, let's say in a C two C or a Debbie, and even if he doesn't come out till the following year,
2: right conservatively, I'm going to say he's top five for me. And that's conservatively. I wouldn't be shocked if I could put him at three behind Caleb and Drake. Like, Mm. there's Quinn Ewers, there's Panix, Bo Nix, people put up there. I'm still not believing in Bo Nix, by the way. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other I'm missing. So you got him in the range of
1: three to six, right?
2: Yeah, somewhere in that range. But like you said, like, he's not Anthony Richardson, but he's like Kind of got that big play, you know, big star factor to him. Kind of like Anthony Richardson does not comparing their play or anything like that. But man, if he hits like, like he could, he could be that major home run swing. Like Quinn Ewers, I still got to see some more of him. Penix jr has been in college since like 1927, I think.
1: Right. We're going on year hundred and something. Right. So, yeah. so
2: like, yeah, sure. He's going to be great. He's like 29 years old. You know, he's Brandon Whedon out there. Um, Great player. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Penix is one of the final four for the Heisman this year. You know, going to New York for the Heisman ceremony, wouldn't be shocked at all. True. But I think, um, just the way that the NFL is trending right now, taking these, um, home run swing type quarterbacks, like, I got to put Shadur conservatively in the top five.
1: Mike, you, any difference?
3: Um, yeah, I would say probably top five, top six. Like, okay. I like what I've seen from him. We also kind of get this, uh, this little bit of bias built in, right? Like it's Deion Sanders kid. And we think he's this big rushing quarterback and he's never, he's never shown that. Like even at Jackson state, he's, he's never been this huge rushing quarterback, right? Like he's a, he's kind Mm -hmm. of a pocket passer who's a little bit mobile, right? Um, Well,
1: I think that's, what's interesting about his game, at least for me is there's this also stigma of, well, he's he's raw. So he's got to have rushing upside. Now I think he does, but I think what's interesting is I think America was speaking of America's game put on notice that the guy is ideally playing from the pocket. Now I'm not saying he can't run, but I think that is something about Shadur Sanders that people did not know that they got to get really hip to in week one.
3: Right. And, uh, I think he showed out now, you know, this, I don't, I don't want to sound like a hater too, but it's a fucking big 12 defense. Like who, I mean, come on, come on. Sure. Of course. we, We know historically they're fucking God awful. And, uh, and that's what I, they're I gonna did,
1: play the rest of the year. And anytime he's there, right?
3: Listen, I'm I'm all for him coming out and just shutting up the haters, and, and the same thing for Dion, like coming out and shutting up the haters. Like I believed in this team, and I believed in what Dion did, but
1: so you do um, believe,
3: like, like yeah, don't want to I don't want to go out there and act like it was a they upset Alabama. Okay, it's fucking TCU who I thought. Even last year, you know, on their run, like, overrated as fuck. And then we saw them get blown the fuck out in the championship game. It was an absolute joke. Like, Big 12 teams historically outside of Oklahoma or, you know, Texas when they played Alabama last year. Like, I don't really buy into that shit. That's kind of a shitty conference, to be honest, and not just because Iowa State plays in there and they're fucking god-awful. It's eight weeks, so I got to throw out an Iowa State reference. Fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Cyclowns. Um, but the Big 12, like, never really fucking does it for me, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, as Shadour, like, plays some more more competition even in the uh the pack twelve, the the real last year of the pack twelve. I'll be interested to see if he can keep it up. Uh but right now, Adam, like if you were to tell me like top six is pretty easily, but I would throw a lot of guys in that mix, right? Uh we we had some some questions about Joe Milton and you know I can give the negatives about Joe Milton it's a it's a Tennessee offense and it's the fact that they play this kind of wide open thing and Hendon Hooker looked really good last year but there's some things about Joe Milton that that excite me like arm talent elite you know size speed the whole fucking works like Joe Milton's a very exciting prospect Michael Penix even though that he's old. Uh, in that offense that they run at Washington, very fucking incredible what he's been able to do last year and then starting off this year. Jordan Travis, you know, big fucking game coming out, and, and he made some bonehead plays too, as well. Like, he made some, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, type plays, but also when the pressure was on and they needed it, that dude just stepped up and made plays, and he made some great throws, so, uh, it's a very very good quarterback class but i'm not gonna rule out Shador sanders as being in that mix now we're gonna see as the rest of the year plays out like how this all shakes out but it wouldn't shock me too like if Shador moved up to that qb3 because he has an outstanding year mm. i see it it's it's not out of the range of outcomes now to pass drake mayer to pass caleb williams is kind of a tall task but to be the qb3 very reasonable but also, if uh, we kind of find out that Shador still goes through some 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 growing pains, right? Of, 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 course, of course. Because of the roster or whatever, and he's got to come back right. for another year, and, and we're not going to see him for a couple of years, very reasonable outcome as well. But I'm excited. I mean, you can't really – you can't dismiss a guy who went out and threw for 510 yards against a team that was in the, uh, the national championship last and year.
1: No turnovers and made almost every big play at the right, right. opportune time. Absolutely. And when they were down twice in a big game on the road, like – with a new team, everything, and I know he knows Travis Hunter and some of the people coming over. But there's a lot to be said there. Now, to how the point that, Mike's making, it could be, it could, it could, totally Travis go Hunter, shambles.
3: Boy. How about that fucking Travis Hunter? Prime listen, that that pick, <laughs>
1: that pick on the goal line, oh
3: my, nasty. is
1: right. I don't think people understand for a guy playing both sides of the ball. Listen, I played both sides of the ball in high school, which is nothing relative. But I just the fatigue level, even if you're kind of in shape, what he did in the hot Texas area is ridiculous from a stamina standpoint big and just shot, being able to man. do that. Yeah. And then in moments that he always showed out and made the play, like the pick on the goal line, then also just the, the awareness to be able to knock the ball out at the, at, at the end zone when he was behind, like the 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 ability to do that in big time moments while playing both sides of the ball at that level. I'm going to ask you guys this actually um i know i don't know I, we may be totally like wrecking america's game plan but i think it's gonna be a great show <clears throat> i'm gonna ask you guys this so chris gamble to me is the last person that i can recall um because we started talking about iowa let's talk about people that matter and teams that matter the ohio state eric university chris gamble the last guy i can recall that like impactful in college on both sides of the ball like from a very high lens not saying no one's ever done it but on a big time lens Travis Hunter, five-star kid, goes to Jackson State, follows the Deion thing. and NIL Money, for those that don't know, is definitely playing a part in where he's going. But what he's doing and how good he is on both sides of the ball, let me ask you guys this. What does his NFL side look like? Is there a Shatani in the baseball realm like where this guy is capable of doing all kinds of things on the next level, or do we think there's a specific – skill set teams are going to value him at like what does that look like this guy is so good it's ridiculous bro
0: I
3: love you, but you just combined Shohei Ohtani's name into, like, I one did. That's, that's,
1: there's the drinking. What did I call him? Shota-
3: Shotani. You, Ohtani, yeah, Shohei Ohtani. Shohei Ohtani. I love the fact you just combined it. That's yes. America's
1: name, but, yeah, that's uh, drinking. Sorry. I that.
3: think he does have that ability. The last guy I can remember doing it, but it wasn't at the scale of Chris Gamble. So, shout out to, to Chris Gamble. The, the last, like, real one I can remember. But yeah. Devin Hester was kind of like this gadget player at Miami. He was a good cornerback, and then he was kind of this gadget player and we knew how dynamic he was in the kick return game he did the same thing in the nfl where they used him on offense there for a while um didn't really see a whole lot on defense but travis hunter man you're doing it at the highest fucking level d1 and you're doing it at the rate he is now the only concern i have for him is you know can he keep it up like Mm -hmm. but we got to remember these kids are fucking college guys. Like, these guys go out and just are fucking animals 24-7. <laughs> like, they can go out and just run for days. Um, I just I just hope he stays healthy, right? Like, the, the fatigue never becomes a factor. But if he can do this, not even at the clip that he did this game, but if he's like 80 75%, 60% of what he did as far as snap count goes, Holy fucking shit, like, Shotani, <laughs> what you wanted to say, Adam, is very well in the, the realm of possibility where you go, like, this is just a fucking unicorn. This is a guy who can play offense at a very high level, and then you, you see, no matter the fact that he was playing 110 snaps or whatever the fuck it was, like, you know, when the game's on the line, he's making the big plays on defense as well. like The, 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 the it,
1: it factor, is. and then, Eric, I'm curious your thoughts here, because for, for me... I think one of the gamble basically going in is like, all right, this is a corner. This guy is going to be great for us in a specific lens. The one thing I'm curious and what your take is, I would love to get other people's opinions on this other than just on the show here. But to me, the thing that's so unique about him is like from the standpoint of the ball skills, it's tremendously high. So if you just associate the fact that he's played the defensive side of the ball and has those ball skills are one of the things that most DBs don't have, right? Like right. a lot of the times they say you play defense for a specific reason because you can't necessarily catch. You don't have the ball. The guy that has that type of ball skills I think is very unique and dynamic. So I'm curious your thoughts, Eric.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. He's dynamic as all hell, man. I think definitely going to be a top five pick and when he does come out. And I think there's going to be certain teams that will consider him to play both sides of the ball. Like you got to use that talent, and to have a guy like that, man, you got to use a, use that talent, man. I mean, you know the top athletes that we've seen, Dion, Devin Hester, you guys mentioned, they both did it. Like I don't see why not. He can't do it. So there's absolutely no reason why Travis Hunter can't can't be doing that in the NFL as well. I agree.
3: We we also got to remember, too, like Chris Gamble, as great as like we kind of remember him Yeah, is. he
2: didn't do shit in the NFL on offense.
3: Well, no, like his career mm. high, nah. even in college, like playing both ways on the offensive side was 31 catches, <clears throat> and fucking Travis Hunter's
2: like a 11 over
1: 100 the in week. first game. He
2: right. might break that against Nebraska this week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he fucking might get there already. In, in
1: I think the only team. reason that all everyone else was involved is because there was a lot of times you saw like Travis Hunter was a focal point of everyone's plans, Colorado's. TCUs. So you got to throw the ball somewhere else. I, yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah.
3: Shout, out, shout out to Chris Campbell, too. Like, he had to play with, uh, what, brain doctor Craig Krenzel?
1: That's right. Krenzel, man. Yeah.
2: Krenzel, yeah. Hey, those guys got me my first championship as a fan. Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love those guys.
1: We're, we're there. <laughs> so, all right. So, Eric, let me ask you um, we talked a lot about colleges. Is there other things in the week one or like coming up in yeah, next week so that you I, want to discuss so I just
2: wanted to um, ask you guys about, you know, obviously waivers are going to be running here tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, When you guys did your roster cuts, did you guys notice anything, you know, about your teams or anything like that that you kind of noticed?
3: There there was quite a bit for me, like uh, especially with all these best balls I have. I I had so many Elijah Higgins shares. I had so many Bryce Ford Wheaton shares. I had so many of these guys where it was like, well, this is easy, just (laughs) – done and and really you're just trying to replace him with any body in best ball that could fucking do something i mean there were some of those elijah higgins shares that you hold on to because you're like i want some exposure in case he actually does something somewhere and this team isn't really a contender but if it was any any semblance of a contender it was like this is the easiest cut in the entire world (laughs) right these are the deep bench guys that i just get rid of um i was really shocked like how much uh salvin ahmed That ended up getting that was just sitting on waivers um for me and i don't know if it's being like one of the first to the punch or or what the case was but i got a shit ton of him and and i'm kind of at the stage too even on my contending best ball rosters um i didn't spend fab eric like i didn't i didn't say it again dollar right Uh, mike can
1: you talk about the strategy of why though
3: because i know how important that fab is going to be to me Later in the year like right. there's there's some best ball rosters where I'm willing to just kind of chuck my fab away but it's because the team is so deep like maybe it's the defending champion and I didn't lose a damn step from the last year like that That kind of fab like if I kind of want to block people and be more aggressive. I'll send it away But if it's one of those where I'm going uh, You know, I'm probably a top three or top four team like I'm, I'm in the playoff mix I know that Fab is going to be so damn important to me down the stretch that I don't want to waste a fucking dollar on a just a pickup because there's there's so many guys out there on waivers, even in these deeper leagues, where I'm like, ah oh, Cordell Hodge in a best ball league. Like, in a lineup league, he's worth fucking nothing. He's a roster clogger who gives a shit. But in a deep best ball league, I'm like... Well, right now he's the wide receiver three of the Falcons. Even though it's a low-passing offense, like, if he catches one touchdown pass, he's got a chance of making this 13 best ball lineup that I got. So those kind of guys, like, I'm I'm willing just to spend zero on, mm-hmm. just fill my roster, get rid of the guys that I know are absolute zeros that aren't going to do anything. So that's probably the biggest waiver wire, like, foresight that I had or or or, or uh, while I was doing it, to, to answer your question there, Eric.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like it's especially knowing like, all right, for me, my portfolio is largely it's not just it's predominantly best ball. Right. And when I think about like how I want to attack things, it's I want to have that fab money is my hammer. Right. You talk about like hammers in a shallow lineup league. Well, I think hammers and best ball go a lot of different ways. And it doesn't have to be the big hammer over the top. Like you're at, you know, Cedar point trying to get it all the way to the top. You're at one of these things. Like you can get hammers all the way to the, to the top in different lenses. And for me, I've always been until it becomes a popular strategy, which I don't know that it ever will be attacking fab and trades attacking, having fab at the end of the year to me is better uh, spent and leverage. It's almost like the same as draft picks, right? Cause I can have an accumulation of them that mean more. I'd rather have that. Then blow my low right now on a specific, even if it's a hype thing, right? Like maybe I'll even hit and land somebody and flip it for a pick. But there's almost like, uh, it's almost like if you talk about what money is and what certain things you can buy that don't have monetary value, the Mm -hmm. fact that the fact that you have this amount of money, which is more than what everyone else has later in the year amounts to something you can't really conjure up and what that value means other than I get what I want. And that's something that you can't really predict and to the pickups. And it's like, to me, that's one of the strategies that it's it's going to seem like, oh, well, Adam's not doing shit on the wire. Well, if, if I do shit, it's probably for zero. Like, that's right. what I'm putting in, or one. But my point, I want to have money at the end of the year when I know it's money weeks, right?
2: Right. Like, if you saved your money last year, let's say, and it came to, I don't, I don't remember what week it was, we'll say week 13, 14, somewhere in there. I'll tell you what it was. Here's, let's say, Brock, let's here's Brock Purdy coming along.
1: I'll give, and you you, a, I'll give you. will give you a spend all your example.
2: money on Purdy.
1: Oh well, now if you did that, that's like, probably going to work pretty good, right?
2: It worked out for you. I mean, it, it's right. not going to happen all the time, but hey, it worked out for you. You got a literally a starting quarterback that you bought off of waivers last year, and now he's like your quarterback three on your team, probably.
1: Correct. Now that's one of those where the long term play is great too, at least for and some. That's people. That's super rare. You're people, you're, right. You
2: hardly ever find you know a starting quarterback on waivers that's going to start the next year like that. So.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like you can hit that right, and then you can debate what his value is long term. But what, whatever you spent on him was worth it. Now let's give more of an, a realistic and also something that's happened, and I can give actionable data to scenario. Right, like last year, you know, I'm playing Mike. All right, it's no problem. I'm ready for this? Right? Let me pick up this guy named Trent Irwin. You know, it's not going to cost me a lot. Like that's going to be some cheap. Like let me get Trent Irwin out here. Just a guy. It's a jack, right? For the for the Bengals. Holy shit. Holy shit balls. Like yeah. I captured nothing long-term other than the most important thing long-term. Cause when I have a spot on America's game as a guest spot to talk about this, the monetary value again, that I won in that game isn't even anything relative to this type of discussion that also goes really well with the discop- the topic we're talking about. So Trent Irwin, <laughs> like, honestly though, it's not even just that, like there's guys go back years and years. Like you can see in the playoffs if you have the hammer and you have, even if that doesn't matter what the dollar amount looks like, if you have more money by a sizable amount than everyone else does, you yeah. control the market and you can pick up for all these guys you pick up. Maybe none of them hit, but one hit of Trent and one hit of um, Mike had the Mike did the, the thing the year prior. He hit three weeks of just all the right guys. Like you have that for whatever it is, 10, 15, $50. You win championships sometimes that way. It's just last year I won that way, you know?
3: This fucking guy, man. I remember my first beer. (laughs) Do you? you?
1: (laughs) Guy that that starts off the, hey, let's talk about Iowa, you know? Like, yeah, he's he's never been here before. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So one of the things that I – you guys are in leagues that have been, you know, going four or five seasons, right?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: So – Man, I had some seriously really hard time making cuts this year. Let's like, talk
1: about it. I have, I still, Eric, there are teams that I don't have to have mm-hmm. cut down yet. And I have, okay. there's like three or four teams where I'm at like four to six. And I'm like, I know it's nut cutting time like right, right now. Right? right.
2: So me and Scott in our leagues, usually we do it on, um, you know, I think it's like Thursday. I think we did it on this year, uh, after the NFL cuts. So we had to have everything cut down by then and, and all that. So just going through some of my cuts, man, it was extremely hard to just cut some guys. Like I had to cut, like, um, I'm sure I had to cut a Salvin Ahmed on a team just because he was one of those last guys, even though I really didn't want to cut him, but he was like my only choice. Like I had to cut a chase Edmonds on a team. I'm It's looking pretty decent now since he's the RB3, but I didn't want to cut him at, at, you know, just, yeah, I think he's still a decent player. Um, But one of the things that did help me was um, kind of listening to the A Warp show about these tight ends, like holding on to these Josh Wiley rookies, Will Mallory's, um, you know, I can go on and on with these like back end tight ends that just don't mean shit. Like it just helped me in my mind. Just like these guys don't mean shit in lineup leagues, probably don't mean shit in a best ball league either. Just cut them, and you just that that really helped me when I had to make like five or six cuts. You um just cutting those tight ends, man, and then some of those other players that I just realized. You know, in, in lineup in best ball is different. I think lineup you want to keep more of those backup running backs, those Salvin Ahmeds and stuff. And in best ball, you just really can't because you gotta get those receivers. So like, you know, I'm picking up Caderel um, Hodge. I know Koopa talked about Caderel Hodge the other day. You know, Matt Collins, if he's out there for the Falcons. Um, if Trey Palmer was out there for the Bucks, you know, people like that that are gonna play, you're gonna want to have those guys on your best balls instead of. Uh, these, you know, backup running backs who are just going to get you weekly zeros, and you're just kind of waiting for an injury. So for sure, um, you don't want to have
1: too many of the running backs. You right. you can have if you have a long bench. Let's say you can have one or two of those spot guys, but you can't afford many zeros. Like rostering all those, like you could in line up. If you did the same thing in best ball, it'd be uh, it'd be not good. Right. It's the same thing in lineup. If you had all those receivers that you're just hoping for a week from, you're never going right. to start. It's not optimal in lineup too.
0: Right.
3: Well, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, in those lineup leagues too. Like, even like some of those tight ends you were talking about, Eric. Like, there are so many guys that I like their profile. You know, the oh, Will yeah. Mallory's, the, yep. the Zach Coons. Like, I like these kind of guys, and you know, they're not out there looking for jobs, but they're not fucking guaranteed any kind of role for at least a year, probably right. two years. I'm looking at even in those, like, lineup leagues, which are, you know, .75 tight end premium or, you know, start two tight ends where I'm going, like, I just want a bunch of dudes. I'm looking at them going, why the fuck do I carry this guy? Like, really? Because, I could probably right. get him back at any given time whenever the fuck I want. And there's so many other options out there. Like, <laughs> we were just talking right. on the AMA before we came on here. Like, I don't even know this dude's name. Justin Hill? Jacob oh, Hill? Fuck, Hill. Yeah. yeah, fuck. Who cares what his name is? Like that's a dude who's actually on a roster and has like, I still a can't role. believe it took
1: Mike this long for the Koopa misspoke right. Justin Hill that he put in the chat for it to be Julian. That's so good. I shit. That.
3: <laughs> but right. but it's that kind of like am I gonna roster a Zach Koontz just because I liked his profile and I know who the fuck he is, <laughs> even though he's on a practice squad and you know, fifth string tight end at best at this time or fourth right. string, whatever you want, versus a guy who's the number two tight end on an offense that I really like in Miami. Like, in those deep ones, shit, I can go pick this dude up for fucking free, and I know he's not a zero, like an absolute zero. Now, it remains to be seen what he actually does, and if in a couple weeks he hasn't done shit, then fuck, you're joining Zach Goontz on the Wafer wire, and I'm going to go on to the next dude, I'm going to go on to the... Shit, maybe Drew Sample caught a touchdown one week, and I'm going, well, <laughs> you know, if I had a <laughs> pinch, I might have to start this dude. But right. best ball, it's really, it's really nut cutting. Like I can't keep those dudes. I know, yeah. I know they're fucking zeros. It's the same for like some of these backup running backs. Like I know you guys talked about, you know, Zonovan Knight. And that's kind of one of the guys that I really liked last year, and then he did some stuff. But yeah. I, I don't even care if the situation's good. You're on a fucking practice squad. like
2: Yeah, he, best ball, you're getting me a zero for sure.
3: Yeah, like I got to hope for a game day call-up. Like that's right. what I'm banking on. Right. I can't hope for a game day call-up. I need yeah. some dude that's on a roster. And, we... and, and as shitty as it sounds, like I'm going to roster You know, uh, Darius Davis. Like that's probably a guy I got a fuck ton on best ball just because I'm like he's on an active roster, he's on a good real offense, he may be the wide receiver four or five, but all it takes is him catching a fifty yard touchdown one time and yeah. he's probably making my lineup.
2: One and shit, beat. if you get kick return and punt return yards, you get some points. Even in better. Too.
1: So I think too, um I don't wanna like hostage this point of the topic, but I do think if we're talking about this, it's it's good to actually talk about the strategy behind this for I think if you're in a lot of best ball leagues and what that means can be whatever, but if you're in like a, a, at least more than one, like if you're in different type of best ball leagues, you're in, especially you get to three, five, you're probably looking at different settings, different roster lengths. So I think one of the things I want to talk about here is all right. So if you're in a shallower one, like roster 25, okay. What that's going to mean is there is no room for error. Secret service, consequences. Like, you cannot afford anything on zeros here. Maybe one at tops because there's just nothing on the wire that week. But to the point of the discussion I want to get to, it's that week. So if you're going to have a zero, it's because there's nothing better out there. But what you cannot do is say there's dynasty value attached to this player and you hold him week in and week out. And that's a theme I want to make as it gets bigger, right? So what's going to happen, all right? Just stick with me. You get to 30, let's say now, right? You go from 25 to 30. So what's going to happen is you're going to have, especially as the league just starts, Eric's talking about four and five years, but let's say the league just started. You're going to have probably four or five spots. You can't fill on waivers with anything you give a shit about. So what What are you going to do likely? You're going to say, all right, this is dynasty value I have to put here. That's the worst thing you can do because you won't cut it. You're going to say, I have some sort, of, some sort of associated value with this. And the longer it goes, you almost want to have, if you're going to have zeros, shots that are going to make your week. And like Mike said, Darius Davis, but if he's a zero, I'm cutting him. Like almost if you're going to have those zeros, make sure it's not like I have this associated name and dynasty value that I'm just going to hold on for forever. That's just going to kill you. Right.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that was a good discussion. Hopefully, um, some people picked up that Jaleel McLaughlin I told you about a month ago, too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see him on Which any waiver wires. Added.
1: Which one? Which one is better for you right now, given what's happening? McLaughlin or Aiden O'Connell? What's a bigger? What's a bigger Eric like dub right oh, now?
2: Oh, bigger win. Um, probably McLaughlin just because he's gonna play right away. In best um, ball, he's
1: more right. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, I still like Aiden, but he's gonna have to have an injury. Brian Hoyer is going to have to fall off the face of the earth, which is know. very likely. Well, yeah, that guy's-
3: I, I mean, mean
1: Hoyer is not my worry. It's, <laughs> no,
2: he's not my, my <laughs> worry. My worry is
1: but just th- how quickly does Jimmy G become a fraud? Right, All
2: right. right. I, I
3: got an America's Game first here, an okay. on-air trade for the biggest asset in Superflex Dynasty. Okay. All right, I got to give up. It's about a showstopper. I got to give up three first, but I get Patrick Mahomes. And all three firsts are borderline, like, those mid-firsts where you're like, this team could fucking be dog shit.
2: Except.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's an except. And the only caveat is Done. if you're telling me it's more, like, early, they're all early, and you don't have assets. Otherwise, it's a smash.
3: Well, I got to yeah. give one back to, like, the guy who's wanting to rebuild and, like, get rid of Patrick Bowles. Yeah. Fine.
1: That's yeah, fine. You, you want your first back? I'm getting the homes. Yep. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Say yes.
3: less. Fucking hit the Good. button. America's game first, live on our trade. <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on.
1: Was that another? Mike's telling me I remember my first beer. He's asking like <laughs> oh, the simpleton geez. questions. Three first or Patrick Mahomes? Listen, what? man. You, what? You, start,
3: you factor in the fact that, that two of these picks could be fucking, you know, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I start to okay. shake my pants yeah. Yeah. a little bit. All Drake right, just... May,
1: Caleb Williams, In a late 24. It's Patrick Mahomes. All right. All it's so stop right. it. Stop it. I remember my <laughs> first beer. <laughs> I remember my
3: I've been drinking all right, Eric. I've had to listen get, to your get bullshit. this back
1: on the Americas Game Rails. All right? right. Come on.
2: So here here's the main topic of the show, 40 minutes in that we're gonna hopefully finish on <laughs> quickly.
1: We'll finish on, it just may not be quickly. I, I I
2: did this with Scott last year. Um I kept record of it, so I'll keep record of this as well. So this is gonna be our predictions for the year. Okay. Um each division winner, wild card winners, championship game, Super Bowl, NFL MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and the rookies of the year for both. So that's what we're going to do here. So AFC. Yeah, I'm not
1: prepped for this, but I'm ready. Let's go. Oh,
2: yeah. I didn't prep you guys at all. I didn't tell you what the fuck we were doing. Man, okay. this, is a, this is
1: a a off the dome yep. deep dive. I like this. All, all right.
2: right. <clears> uh, <throat> Adam, you can start first. AFC East. Who's going to be the winner? AFC East.
1: The winning team in the AFC East for the division, right? Division, yep. Okay, mm, let me think. It doesn't uh, matter
2: seeds or anything, but they're just going to win the division. I, I, I,
1: I think Tua is going to be healthy this year. I'm, I'm going to go with Miami.
2: Miami, all right, Mike. Bills, Buffalo Bills. Bills, I'm going with the Jets. Ooh. Whoa, we got three Three different teams here, and the Patriots are left on the uh,
1: – I think the there. Bills are the, the favorite, but to me, I think if Tua was to stay healthy, and like mm. I'm a little worried about just how they the Bills finish, but I'm taking it. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm. i Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite players. I'm all fucking in, man. That defense is sick. Uh, that offense should be pretty damn good. I'm, I'm all in. Give me the Jets. Uh, it's AFC... there for a
1: year to say that too, for sure.
2: Oh yeah, AFC North. Go ahead, Adam.
1: I mean, y'all know what the answer would be if this was my first beer, but um, <laughs> it's not my first beer. But it's still the Cleveland Browns.
2: Browns. Okay. Right, I think
1: Mike? I'll say this. I think the division. Can I just say real quick? The division yeah. I think is. Okay, it's not the top heaviest. But I think people are, at least from what I've seen in the preseason and what I know about Tomlin, there's a lot of sleeping on the Steelers. And I don't like to say that as a Browns fan.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: But their floor is a lot higher than people want to give them credit for, given what pick it is, what Pickens is going to become in year two. Deontay coming off of a down season. This team's always in the mix. So you add that to the fact that you have Cincinnati and you have Lamar now paid, and you have them adding more weapons on offense and Monkin. I think this from a depth perspective is going to be a slugfest that a lot of teams are going to be in the mix in the relative late part of the season. So like, I don't think it's crazy to say any one team particularly is going to win what I think is going to be down to the margins in this division.
2: Okay. And before you go on, Mike, I just want to say quick, if the Browns do get a home game playoff, it is South Harmon Day at the Brown Stadium during the playoff It season. is. Mike, tickets Mike, will be bought by Adam. Thank there you.
1: will be tickets bought. Mike <laughs> will be invited. He's not required to come because honestly, I'm not even sure he'll know what to do in a situation like this, but we're going to be there. The booth will be there. Uh, oh, the, there yeah. will be tickets had and there will be fun. Had, <laughs> all right. Hell yeah.
3: We'll have, a, we'll have a dual stream because I'll probably be out in uh, Philly watching the Eagles' home game with Corey. <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs> now, now here, just for a second, that would be my first beer, okay? Y'all well, have seen this before. I, this I would be to... our first thing.
3: As as much as I want to go with the uh, the dark horse, right, and be hot takey and say the Steelers, like you mentioned, Adam, mm-hmm. which I think I have a realistic shot, it's uh, it's Scott Connor and the Fighting Bengals.
2: Bengals. That's where I'm going to. I'm, I'm going with the Bengals as well.
1: I don't think that's well. You start off with I don't want to be too hot taking, then it's not hot taking at all. My question is, is motherfucker. (laughs) I was going to say, like, to to you guys, is there any concern about this burrow thing that happened early in the preseason? Zero,
2: absolutely none. Zero.
1: It's not. I would say it's not a matter of like, is he long term going to be an issue? But is there a slow start? That's my question. Nope.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah. he's gotten off the slow starts in the beginning, and then he fucking finishes on fire. So I'm not worried if, if even if he does. Okay. So. Um, oh, AFC South. Right. This one should be pretty easy. Go ahead, Adam.
1: I mean, it's disgusting as I'll get out. Do you believe that the Titans are gonna that's stay the only healthy?
2: Other, that's the only other team. The are
1: they gonna stay healthy? I mean, that's the question. So, right. I mean, I. <laughs> I kind of want to in my own heart like say Give me one more Vrabel, like he can just tell himself this thing's gonna go on forever. Mm. And then next year it just completely crashes. So I kinda wanna see it. And I'd also love to see for everybody that would tilt in the dynasty space on Tannehill finishes the year as the starter when now it's Willis and Levis that don't get to play. So that's kind of what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm going to go with as a narrative. Because Mike would be really excited about seeing Levis sit for a full year, too.
2: All right, so you're going Titans. All right, Mike, uh, AFC South. Just like the Joe Burrow thing, zero fucking chance.
3: Jaguars walking away.
2: Yeah, that's where I'm at, too, Jaguars. Uh,
1: It's not not even close. Like, they're the favorite. The Titans are a long shot as hell, but I'm trying to be a little exciting. you know.
2: All right, AFC West. Go ahead, Adam.
1: I don't know at this point if this is now if I go chalk you guys are gonna go against me but um, like I'm not worried about long term this Kelsey thing at all unless it's uh, yeah, out turn, it turns out his ACL is actually not intact and misses the whole season uh, until otherwise shown to go against Patrick Mahomes after last year they lose Cheetah oh he's not the same he's quarterback three in dynasty right puts up the most yards they went like at this point if you go against the Chiefs. Like, I need to examine, like, we need to have an MRI. Like, do you have neurotoxicity? What is wrong with you as far as what you see, for me personally? Right. But it's the Chiefs. Okay. Mike? Chargers.
2: Chargers. Okay. I can see that. Chargers. That's, I don't think that's too this, crazy. This all hinges
1: on
3: the fact whether or not they lock up Chris Jones. If they bring Chris Jones back, going against the Chiefs is stupid. But Chris right. Jones is one of the best, if not the best, defensive fucking tackle Course. In the entire National Football Absolutely. League. And if this drags on for a while and there's no Chris Jones, that defense is fucking atrocious. It's done. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Chiefs uh on this one. All right. All right. AFC R- wild card. You I was just gonna ask three. on
1: a follow up real quick. Okay. Mike, because the the Chargers, okay, so they bring back same coaching staff after like the the players apparently were very on keeping that. But there's a lot of uncertainty there. It, my thing is okay. For the Chargers to take a step forward, everyone can see it, but to win the division is not just the Chiefs, I think, take a little bit of a step back on defense. Like This team has to put it all together. It's not that they don't have Herbert and you know Quentin Johnson coming over and tantalizing talent, but it seems like there's a lot to harness in on the same page on that team. For, there's, not, the division.
3: There's, there's not for me. That offense was fucking atrocious last year because their offense coordinator was fucking horrible, okay. and he's been one of the most horrible offense coordinators for a while. You bring over a guy in Kellen Moore, that offense is getting right back on track. And that defense we know is good. So this is all just hinging on Chris Jones, right? Like you told me Chris Jones fucking reports tomorrow and he's playing fucking Thursday night. Boom. Done. Like Chiefs walking away with it. He's not there. That defense is too bad. It's fucking god-awful. And that Chargers offense will take him to the woodshed.
1: I do hope that – I know that he'll never, but I hope that Patrick Mahomes – Here's that like he heard everything last year for <laughs> motivation just because to show oh, Mike. Man. But go ahead. Anyway, let's get the AFC. Uh, AFC wild
2: cards, Adam. Pick three.
1: AFC wild cards. So uh, who's playing or like who? Oh, the wild cards. Are the wild
2: them. cards. Yeah. So the three, right. the three uh, five, six, so seven it, seeds.
1: I said the Titans to win. So I mean, it's obviously Jaguars. And if you were to go the other way, I'm saying the Titans is, uh, so aren't necessarily are a lot a, to get in. Jags, Jags are in the playoffs regardless, whether go they ahead. win or don't the division. Um I think here's here's what I'm going to say though. I think that this division in, in the AFC North is going to put in at minimum three teams. So okay. I'm putting Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati as the other right. teams.
2: So Baltimore and um, Cincinnati. Cincy. Yeah, those might. So you have Buffalo missing the playoffs. You have the Chargers missing the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not looking good from the you know unprepped uh, version here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say this actually. Um, let's go ahead and in this scenario, let's take uh, shit. The Ravens have to miss. I'm gonna put Buffalo ahead of the Ravens.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, it'd be All Lamar right. injury probably.
2: Okay. All right, go ahead, uh, Mike, with your three wild cards.
1: Give me
3: the Dolphins, Browns, and Chiefs.
2: Miami, Cleveland, KC. All right, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Pittsburgh, ooh, There's and uh, the Chargers. Those are going to be my three that get in. Okay. So I got. So uh, Adam has Miami, Cleveland, Tennessee, the Chiefs, Jags, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Mike's got the Bills, Bengals, Jags, Chargers, Miami, Cleveland, Kansas City, and I got Jets, Bengals, Jags, Chiefs. Buffalo-Pittsburgh Chargers.
1: Can I ask you guys this? Most egregious miss out of all three of ours, like who's missing the playoffs? Because I think every year, every single year, there's a team that misses the playoffs. When we look right now, we're like there's no way, and we look back like, okay, they missed. Because there's injuries, there's underperformance. Which one to you is the one on any one of our threes that's like, how the hell do you guys have them missing the playoffs?
3: The, the The hardest one for me is I know it was bad last year. But to put the Broncos out, like to put mm. the Broncos out of contention. But you play in a division with the Chargers and the right. Chiefs. It's going to be tough sliding for you. I, Even I'm surprised, though I believe in Sean Payton um, turning that fucking thing around.
1: I, that's a good one, Mike. But I, my question to you, Eric, is I don't know what you're going to say. Do we all have the Ravens out?
2: Uh Yes.
1: That That to me is a let's talk about it. Lamar has a bag. Monken comes over. We all kind of say we like that, but we're all missing them the playoffs. Like that, I think at least needs the discussion.
2: It's t- super ass tough division, man. It's just or the whole conference.
1: No, I get you. I, I'm not saying it's not, but I think like it, could, could you imagine sh- if they just paid him all that money and he plays and stays healthy and yeah. then we
2: each have two North teams at least making it. So, right we each have two from from that division making in. Yeah. None of us have, um, Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah. I, I kind of backtrack. Cause I remember,
1: I realized that I can't have the bills out. That would just be
2: Yeah, Adam's bullish. the only one who has the Titans. Yep. Um, I'm the only one that has the jets and Steelers. I'm surprised none of you guys had the jets. Honestly,
1: Not I think, I, I think given the division and given the AFC picture, I think there's a there's a case to be made that blows up. Okay. Like Rodgers ends up not playing as well as we think. But I also, yeah, they could make it. I just, I, I don't think it's crazy to say they miss. Kay. Given there's, um, how many teams do you think realistically can make the playoffs in this AFC? It's it's a lot, man.
2: Yeah, It's like at least 10.
1: I was going to say 10 minimum. You can probably oh, yeah. argue 12.
2: 12, yeah. Okay. It's
1: Five. only seven. I mean, that's like half almost, you know? All right. I'm not, I'm not Scott Connor. I'm not a numbers guy, but you
2: know all right let's let's move on to nfc NFC east go ahead adam
1: i mean to go anything against um at this point like i'm looking to take the gloves off if i answer anything but one answer here so
2: yeah i'm not gonna even ask mike i'll
1: let i'll let mike answer for all of us (laughs) right
2: i think we all got the same Eagles. I'm going to let Mike answer the
1: question. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we I'm not looking not for Eagles. that smoke just this early. No, I'm good. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, realistically, for them to fail, like, I think people have to understand when we talk about division winners, there's ranges of outcomes where like, things be different than what you might expect. For Philly to fail, like, Jalen Hurts has to have a early end of the year injury. Like, something catastrophic, I think, has to happen for this right. team not to be. In the mix for a division winner, let alone absolutely just win it outright. They're they they're that fucking good, man.
2: All right. NFC North Adam.
1: Ooh, y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Mike's favorite. I like Detroit Lions.
3: Detroit, okay. Mike? Detroit Lions, baby. Detroit?
2: Okay. Damn
1: it. Um man. you going Jordan Addison? Don't do it.
2: No, it's not the Vikings. It's I think I'm going to go with Detroit, too. It's the only one that I really honestly trust, so I think I'm going to go Detroit as well. The Plus Jameer I Gibbs have, show. I have a absolute fuck ton of Detroit players in, in redraft leagues, so I need them to do good.
1: Do you really? Oh, yeah. I got, Are it. you talking Like I got a like,
2: boatload of Amin Ra, a boatload of Montgomery, okay. uh, a couple Gibbs. So, yeah, for sure.
1: All right, fair enough. That's cool.
2: NFC South. This one's like literally close your eyes. This you is the on.
1: grossest like this is one of those where like every year people are like, Oh, we need to realign divisions and I think it's just stupid to even talk about it. But every year there's one division where like why do they have a winner that right, makes the right. playoffs?
2: This is I'm gonna
1: one. I'm gonna say that the Saints are gonna win, but like uh there's also the realm of that team finally implodes. Um but right I don't believe in any of the other teams in the division at all. I don't believe in the Saints either, but
2: Right. Okay.
3: Go ahead mike i'm gonna go with the atlanta falcons, falcons. Oh, no
1: okay. do you think ritter has a good year like or is this just attrition the whole I, thing sucks i
3: think the division's so fucking shitty and he just okay. has right. a serviceable year that's all
1: that's
2: right i think i'm gonna ride with adam on this one i think i'm gonna go to the saints just because they have a lot of veterans guys that have done it you know that's probably the best quarterback in the division Yep. Um so I think they got a young
1: guy gonna in Lave, Mike Scott only losing in three games. Like that's a dub for them. There's there's a lot of reasons to believe that.
2: NFC West, Adam, go ahead.
1: <sighs> Man, this division's so tough. I I don't know what to believe or not at all in Seattle. The the Rams to me are just atrocious. Arizona's trying to tank. Yep. So like do you believe now here's the question for Mike, because I won't be the first to answer this. I'm Mike, with Purdy, can San Francisco win the division Seahawks. or is it Seattle? Okay. <laughs> I knew he would. Okay. Well, I set it up for him to just because he hates Gino too. It's just he's it's a diff there's less him, reverence so it's in how much he hates dirty.
2: him. What about you, Adam? I, I personally
1: I personally think that here's the thing. We know San Francisco has a good enough system. To win a division with a quarterback that's going to gain manage, I think that's what they're going to do with Brian Purdy. I think they win the division. Now, I think one of the problems in what they did with this move, I don't think their ceiling to win at all, which is the reason they were wanting to move off of Jimmy G, changes. So I think they can win the division, but I think what their ceiling is with Purdy is not really any different than what they started with. And they just burn capital to get back to a similar situation.
2: All right. Um, Mike said Seattle. I'm going with you, Mike. Seattle. I'm taking Seattle Let's to go. the West. Wild cards, Adam. There's three wild cards.
1: All right. So uh, Seattle obviously has to be in there. Um, okay. I-, I will say, though, just let me ask you this before I give the rest. Seattle, like Geno Smith, was such an enigma last year. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are so confidently this team is winning the division. Like, no hesitation. Like are you are we sold on Geno Smith? Like what is it what like, I need to ask y'all on on point blank Mike specifically, like Gino for Cooper's. Purdy
3: sucks and Nick Bosa is not
2: signed.
1: Huh? Eric, is that what your take is too? Or I'm talking about um, Geno Smith, I, but we're talking about the Nine. I am
2: going to save my take for later in the show.
1: Alright, cool. Um all right, so who'd I put? Oh, um You
2: have Seattle, so you need two more.
1: All right, so I think Dallas will make the playoffs again, as much as I don't want them to. um, Need one more, right?
2: Yep, one more.
1: I think the Vikings will make it again.
2: Minnesota? Okay. All right, Mike.
1: Give me San Francisco
3: so we get the glaring obvious one out of the way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: And
3: I'm going to go with Dallas and New York.
2: New York Giants. And I, I actually business, have. I, I don't the, mind that one. I have the same exact as Mike: San Fran, Dallas, New York Giants.
1: So let me. Does is it Kirk Cousins that implodes? Is it just this team misses by a small margin? I, I, what it, happens with the, the Vikings?
2: That defense is fucking poopy. It's,
1: is it not? It's it great, was it great? Was it great last year?
2: It was a little bit better than it is now. Like I agreed.
1: Does Addison not help the offense? Just it, I think they're just. I mean, leaning they have into, to put up like
2: thirty a game, and I don't know.
1: Okay, fair if enough. They're gonna I, be able to do that. And I the just think that the, the Giants
2: together. are a more complete team, defensively, offensively, all that. So that's got that's where I'm going with it. Got it. All right. AFC championship game. Who are the final two for you, Adam?
1: Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And the Cleveland Browns.
2: Chiefs first Browns. Definitely his first beer. All right, go ahead, Mike. Give me
3: the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Bills versus Bengals. Okay, that'd be a good game. Get them out of here. I am gonna go with the Bengals as well.
1: Eric, how from Cleveland?
2: Taking on, Aaron <laughs> on the Rodgers and the New oh York my Jets. Oh,
3: there it is. We got the same divisions matchup, just different teams. I hope you're listening to
1: this on podcast, so you can't see the openness of. I love it. <laughs>
2: NFC Championship game, Adam.
1: I think Philly's back. It's yeah. going to be hard for that not to be the case. Um, I think they play San Francisco.
2: Eagles versus San Fran. All right. Mike? Eagles versus
3: the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Now, Mike's leaning the Geno's now to the moon. But um, let me ask you, if there is because I know Mike's answer, but Eric, this is a, this is your show. This is my question to you. In a rematch game, if Brock Purdy's healthy and his team's what it was similar to last year, let's assume Bosa's there. Assume, by the way. It's not official, because mm-hmm. Mike made it very clear. Is this a game, or is this a blowout again?
2: I think it's a game.
1: America's game. I like it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. It's a fucking blowout. All right, so what uh do we do we have do we have other questions Uh, and, to answer? uh
2: and my NFC championship game is the same as Mike's, Eagles versus Seattle. Ooh.
1: Okay. Now I, I your take has to come in here cuz uh we can You know Smith little. in the NFC title game.
2: Yep. We can we can wait Mike's here a little muted.
1: bit. Mike's muted. Mike's
3: muted. We we can wait one more round. I got a feeling.
2: <laughs> Adam, go ahead. Who is your Super Bowl and what is the who's your Super Bowl winner?
1: Um, so this year, I have the Chiefs versus the Niners, and the Chiefs win again.
2: Chiefs versus Niners, Chiefs win again. All right. Mike, go ahead. Buffalo Bills versus
3: the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Wow. Okay. Buffalo Bills win. Buffalo Bills
1: win. Why is Cooper not here?
2: I have the New York Jets versus the Seattle Seahawks. Son of a bitch. I knew it. Hold on a second.
1: I was the person that was crazy by having the Browns in the AFC title game. The Jets and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. America needs to hear this. Seattle Seahawks are your twenty
2: twenty three Super Bowl
1: champions. Okay. All right. Now we have to pause the Seattle moment because okay. There's a lot to be said about Gino having a good year, them Mm -hmm. having weapons. Geno Smith leading the charge of a Super Bowl trophy mm-hmm. with a non-Legion of Boom defense.
2: Oh, the defense is really good. It is very uh, underrated. Okay,
1: it's okay underrated. It is not a like holy shit. This defense is going to ride them to a title. I, field, yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. You, I'm not saying they're bad. Did you see
2: that coming with the Seahawks when they first came around? That first year they beat Tom Brady in Seattle, and there's Sherman's talking shit to him.
1: I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying the defense can't be good this year. My point is, this is not a like, oh my God, this defense right now is guaranteed to be number one by all the, I
2: don't think so, but I guarantee they're probably top five.
1: Okay. So, but my question to you, I'm just trying to give you the floor to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The defense is obviously really good. But you're Mm -hmm. saying Geno in this offense takes a step forward to a degree where Geno is leading a team to win the Super Bowl. So, just how does this happen for you?
2: Absolutely. I think they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have a two headed monster running the ball. I think Ken Walker and Charbonnet are gonna be really good tandem together. I think Ken Walker I know he's like a little boomer bust, but man, he's when he's going, man, he could be the top back in the league. And then you got those three wide receivers, you got Lockett, DK, and JSN. They're gonna make some moves. Fans a solid tight end. They literally have everything on offense. And one of the things that I just captured just on this team, just um, one of the things I like doing is I like watching the YouTube documentary series that they have on all these teams. Sometimes some teams don't have them, but that Seattle team is just they are a fucking team. They're on a fucking mission. They're ready to kick some ass this year. At, I'm, I don't know I ever since I watched them and just kind of seen their demeanor the way that they are as a team and a brotherhood Bobby Wagner's back again like I don't know this team's ready to fucking rock and roll so I'm going with Seattle this year and I I've said it for like two or three weeks so um this is not like a you know off the cuff kind of this thing is, this
1: is like when mike says gibson for a first last year you can say it all summer but it's a hot <laughs> take for people so
2: oh it, but, it's hot for sure i both of my super bowl picks are hot takes jets and seattle no one's no one's got that
1: i agreed um mike what are your thoughts
3: so i'm going with a shout out to to chosen and feral analytics uh this is what their ai model predicted bills versus uh, seattle here And something he pointed out to me, and it does check out completely. Since 2002, so we're talking 21 years, and this will be uh, number twenty twenty two here. Since 2002, every time an NFC East team makes the Super Bowl, the following year it always has been an NFC West team. Every single year. So I'm going with the NFC West lines up, you get the data, you get the whole correlation between the two Seattle Seahawks, and this is all because I I really don't believe in Brock Purdy. I don't believe in a 49ers defense without Nick Bosa.
2: Yeah, that was another thing I liked Seattle too is I think they're going to be able to beat San Fran, and they might split, but I bet you they can beat them once in in the regular season, and maybe if they play in the playoffs, I could see Seattle getting on them too, especially having the home game, so... Yeah, I mean that playing at home in the playoffs for Seattle. I think in with that division, they got four easy wins for sure. You know, so that's four wins there on top of you know. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. They should be. I don't want to say they're going to be the one C, but I think two or three is definitely um, an impossibility.
1: So
3: I'm with you. Let's go, man. Two um, C. Um, all right. So can, cool.
1: can I? Can I want to. I want to. I I want to say if we're going to go history lessons and. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys passes on whatever everybody said as far as their citing for this, but it, it's fine. Okay. So, so let's do this. But I think one thing that we have not addressed that I've asked point blank, and it's kind of okay. like with Brock Purdy, like we need to talk about the last time a team really had a, a, a quarterback that was not, that took a leap from what we believe Geno is. hmm and he took a leap last year from nothingness, yep, to win a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, and that to the point I'm making about you with the defense, where I'm asking, like, that's nobody believed Joe Flacco was elite. It's part of the reason that the question exists and the whole right. statements there. That's ten years ago now. Outside of that, you look in the the winner was a quarterback that's not just. Like, it's not, it's nothing like Geno Smith is. So, my question to you is even if this team's good, that I agree, by the way, the offensive line is very good. There's there's two running backs, so they have depth there. They have JSN added to a good receiving corps, they have mm-hmm. defensive talent. I believe that there's either a quarterback that's paid in elite that's just different, or there's one thing Geno does have, though, is he's not paid very highly, but there's a mm-hmm. quarterback cheat code. So, My question to you is, is he actually ready to lead a team to actually win a title? Because them making the playoffs and winning a game or two is a lot different than Mm -hmm. a two-week bye and on the Super Bowl, him performing high enough to win. That's that's my thing is more Geno Smith analogy. Like, do you think he can actually lead a team to win a title?
2: Absolutely. That's why I picked him there. I I don't
3: think think the, the bar is very high to lead a team to title either. I, I mean, he, yeah, S- is he is <laughs> he going super to be
2: ball. is he going to be Patrick Mahomes carrying the team on his fucking back? No, I'm not. I'm not that stupid, but I think he can play in the system like he did last year. He was super efficient. If he continues to be efficient, be the point guard and distribute the ball to JSN and DK and lock it like he has. And he's got these two horses for running backs behind him If those guys turning up yards. I think absolutely Gino just as long as he, you know, he plays efficiently like he did last year. I and I think he can get better than he did last year as well. So Mike,
1: do you agree with that statement because that's I'm glad you said it that way.
3: That's all he's got to do. Yep.
2: So
1: just I now I now have to remove names, which is what we talk about all the time on this show. Not a silly yeah. makers game, but on in the South Harmon network on 4D, remove the names. Because everything he just said is exactly what Brock Purdy has to do. And Mike will not relent on Brock Purdy. So I'm just asking. Because he's the question. horrible. But no, but the question is seriously. like If, if we're going to say Geno Smith can make this leap because it's going to be the rest of the team. All, all Brock Purdy has to do is be a point guard and mm-hmm. let the team win. So why is it so much hate on Brock Purdy then? Because he can't do that. He can't point guard? No okay
2: i don't i don't hate purdy like mike does
1: i know but i'm Um, i just wanted to make a distinction for the show here that says i think all he has to do is the simple efficient things which is not asking a lot for him that's not in his dna watch i think there's going to
2: there's going to be a
1: yeah i mean uh, you can have your answer i'm just i'm just making the distinction like to me it's the same uh, recipe it's just he has to point god but go ahead eric their
2: teams have had the whole off season to look at Purdy's games. So they're going to have a game plan and a way to attack him uh, this year. So that's kind of where I'm thinking, all right, San Francisco, they might, they might make the playoffs, but they're going to be like 11 and six, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. And and they, this is a team that always gets fucking injured a shit ton too. True. So that's kind of where I'm going. I think Seattle wins the division just based off of San Francisco, maybe, you know, Purdy gets hurt, you know. Darnold's got to come in or whatever, you know. That could happen, super sure. Just stuff like that. By so,
1: week that, six,
3: fucking Sam Darnold starting. <laughs> it Good.
1: No, it's not crazier it's things, crazy. things have happened. It's no, not it's, crazy to say no. that a single player gets hurt. So anyway, um, I
2: mean, we've watched Trace McSorley start a fucking game in the league. Like, who would yes. ever thought that would happen? David Blau, Man. multiple games. Right. Uh,
1: like like you know, Eric mentioned. I mean, how many games does Hoyer play and started?
2: Too many. Right, he's a fucking starter for the Browns. I had to actually watch that shit every Sunday.
1: I watched him do a dance with the whole team because they he actually made, he made the Josh
2: Gordon a god one year.
1: There you go. <laughs> um But anyway, yeah. So okay. I thought it was good. Uh What else you got? Come on,
2: we got we got five more real quick. NFL MVP. Right. We'll knock these out and get out of here. Who's your NFL MVP, Adam?
1: Hmm. This is going to be tough with them not winning the division for me, but. I think that Herbert's going to lead the league in passing and touchdown, so I'm going to go with Herbert.
2: You don't even have him in the playoffs.
1: I know, I know. That's why I said, like, again, this is Crazy. you know, this is kind of like if you have a meeting and you don't get. The I, thought you, I thought you
2: were going to tell me Geno Smith, and I was going to reach across the computer and smack you.
1: Well, I should, but uh, <laughs> I project Herbert to have like a great statistical year. So MVP's probably oh, yeah. given. Given what I had them missing the playoffs, it's probably not going to happen. But because it's also team wins, but. Perfect. I think I think Herbert being healthy, regardless of what their wins are going to be, is going to just smash stats. I
2: I got Herbert in two redraft leagues, so give me that all day. Go ahead, Mike. Jalen Hurts should have yep. done it last
3: year. Does yep. it this year? I'm that's with you. Uh,
2: I'm with you on that one too. Jalen Hurts, offensive player of the year. So that's usually your running back or your receiver.
1: Go ahead, Adam. Oh man, this this is so tough because there's like. I mean, there's handfuls of guys that you could pick for this. Um, I'm gonna go if if Jalen hurts for you guys is both gonna be the MVP. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that there's a lot of like Devonte Smith love, and I think that he did. This guy AJ Brown didn't finish the season off strong, but if he stays a little more healthy all year, I think he was on pace last year to smash everybody. I think AJ Brown could be the guy.
2: AJ Brown, okay. Uh go ahead, uh, Mike.
3: Is it is it one conference or just?
2: Yeah, a, it's it's the whole NFL.
3: Whole NFL. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, okay. MVP. Very,
1: very, very likely, or well, reasonable, not likely, reasonable.
2: I am going to go with Jamar Chase. I think this is going to be the uh, the, the Jamar out. Chase the year. The big yeah. break okay out. Yep. Okay. All right, defensive player of the year. Any any conference. Go ahead, Adam.
1: Um. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that I I want to say Miles Garrett. I just don't think he does. I don't think he has that um, next one. Going into the AFC
2: Championship, I know. Game, but so we're talking about defensive
1: team. player of the year. I, I think yep. he should be. But uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that's gonna end up playing in San Francisco and is a reason that you know Mike hasn't losing. I, I think I think Bosa could if he stays Bosa? healthy could absolutely win it. All
3: right, go ahead, uh, Mike. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with Michael Parsons. I
1: think this Michael is the year that he gets. So that's it. a good yep. one. That's I nice think that's
2: scary. It's nice one. Nice call. Yep. Um I am going to go with TJ Watt. That dude is just an absolute yeah. animal when he's healthy. Can we, I think he finds I think I think,
1: I think Bosa and Watt both. Like if you tell me they play the whole time, they're happy they're, they're they're healthy. Yeah. Imagine what stat lines could look like for either one of those guys and they could both very well being oh
2: mix. yeah yeah i mean we missed some definitely some stud players but yeah i mean that's three of you had the steelers
1: one so. of the who had the steelers win in the division or was nobody talking about I, it? I was i was said dealing... thinking about it Someone was flirting with it right i think it was you got
2: him in the wild card i got him as a wild card
1: okay so if that's the case like tj watt being healthy and having that type of a year would make sense right
2: oh yeah yep all right nfl offensive rookie of the year for you adam
1: I mean it's so hard not to say B. John Robinson. Right. Like I wanna say other people, but I just can't do it. It's just no way I can say that.
2: All right, Mike. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, okay? I can He's see not that. Gonna too. Be
1: impactful.
2: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go B. That's 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 kinda like almost chalk. It's either him or Gibbs probably. Um, all right, and then hmm. interesting one. Defense. Real quick, is there a
1: dark horse if let's say Gibbs, by the way, is what we think is more a little bit not getting not all the touches. Is there anyone that can can be in the realm of conversation? I'm not Aiden, saying they'll win.
2: Aiden O'Connell.
1: <laughs> Love Damn it. it. Eric. All right. Whatever. No, uh, not a serious combo. Go ahead. No,
2: no, no. I'm um, I, I could see like if, if the Seattle is gonna be as good as I think they are, I could definitely could see JSN having a big year. I really like Zay Flowers. Like I think he's the number one for Baltimore. Okay. So I could see, especially if Andrews keeps getting banged up, he's already banged up already. So mm-hmm. I could see Zay Flowers. Um, you know, Addison, like if you look at the numbers that uh, the most routes run last year was Jefferson, second was Adam Thielen.
1: Right, right. So
2: Jordan Addison could definitely be one of those guys. So yeah, I think any of those receivers, too.
1: Can I give you an absolute dark horse that probably is like less than 1% chance of happening? But by attrition to the division, and Mike says. Doesn't want to leave him out of the wild card race. Okay. There's nothing in receiving game for Denver. And if Russell Wilson is a bounce back here, Marvin Mims to be in the mix is not crazy to say.
2: Okay. I I can get behind that. It's a
1: dark horse. It's not likely, by the way. I understand that. I get it.
2: Hmm. All right. Defensive rookie of the year for you, Adam.
1: Man. Uh, I'm going to. I know this is probably not because the team is so good, but I, I want to say uh, Jalen Carter, but I, I know that's just.
2: That's, I mean, it's a good one. I,
1: I, I think it's not the chalkiest bet, but I think he's so good and so impactful that I wouldn't be surprised to see it.
2: All right. Go ahead, uh, Mike.
3: I'm going super chalk here, Will Anderson.
1: I mean, that's the chalk Anderson. one, but I, don't, I already went Bijan. I don't want to be too chalky, you know?
2: I'm going. Will That's McDonald, <laughs> let's go from the New York let's fucking <laughs> Jets, baby.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: I just think I... he's he's a good pass rusher, man. I think he can uh, he get he can maybe just be that situational pass rusher the Jets need. I got them going to Super Bowl, so he's gonna have to be a big part. So. Honorable. I think Quinn and Williams is a dark horse for defensive player of the year too.
3: I, I got it. I got a dark horse for me too. Like if we're gonna throw out dark horses here, yeah, Nolan do it. Smith, like mm. Michael, Donald, Michael Parsons. I like that. For the Eagles I like defense. that.
2: Is it bad that I thought Mike was gonna drop a Riley Moss on me? No, no, no.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean that, that that's part of the thing with like Philly's defense. Like example, like. Jalen Carter, like I, I think he's going to be phenomenal as a player, but like, is his stats going to be impactful in this conversation? That's part of why right. it's hard to really. We say and
2: that. honestly, one that Mike could have took was Jack Campbell too.
1: Jack Campbell's
3: going to put up a fuck ton of tackles, yeah,
2: play. and <laughs> he's he can easily be one too. But I'm going okay, with McDonald for his sacks.
1: All right, that's fair. That's fair. So, I agree. I agree.
2: All right, so we got Will, Andrew, our...
1: Will Anderson. Like, is it feels like if he just plays the whole time, given the type of games they're gonna be playing mm-hmm. possibly down like i i could see him just absolutely destroying everyone in the field if he's healthy all
2: right you guys ready for america's favorite game then we'll get out hit it
1: sir. hit it
2: what what is your favorite nfl opening weekend memory
1: oh man I, dude this is terrible question because i have so many good ones can, can someone else go first i'm, I'm trying to i got to pick between like five right now <laughs> i'm
2: trying to think of mine too um well, I, I have got, I got one. like typing.
1: Is he pulling up like? Well, no. Is he pulling got, up like Google?
2: I got one, but I can't
3: remember if it was the first game of the year or not. Like it feels like it, and you guys can help me. The, okay. uh The Eagles Redskins Monday night game where Michael Vick just fucking torched the shit out of them.
2: Yeah, oh, I don't this think is, is so was... funny because this is gonna be what was mine was. Game. Damn, that sucks. Damn, I don't, I don't think that was the opening game. game. I don't. I
1: don't think, think it was either.
2: I think mine was. And it's just a, a weird, weird story. But I remember when I think I don't remember if it was Peyton's first game with De- with Denver against Baltimore. It was the year Baltimore won the uh, Super Bowl, and then the next year they had the opening game. and It was against Denver, and it was Peyton and them. And Peyton, it was the threw for six or seven fucking touchdowns against them. Uh, like Julius Thomas had two, Welker had two, Demarius Thomas had one, and I went up mm-hmm. against the fucker who had him in fantasy, <laughs> and I still beat that fucker. He had Peyton Manning, he had Wes Welker, he had Julius Thomas, he had six touchdowns. I was down like a hundred and thirty points to like
1: oh my goodness thirty
2: after after the one night, and um, I was like oh I'm gonna lose, and I came back and beat that guy somehow some way but uh that that's probably one of my favorite memories another one you might remember this adam it was when brandon Weeden was the quarterback
1: i remember doing, that part
2: and they're doing the uh, national anthem and the fuck he's like practicing his throws and shit right there by the sideline and they bring the american flag out and fuck it they put it over top of him and he got stuck this. under it
1: yeah <laughs> you was told. yes i definitely do yeah. um oh man
3: what? I got, I got one. Yeah, the Eagles Redskins okay. game was in fucking November, <laughs> like, so I was way right. off. Right, okay. that was a uh, the Donovan McNabb had given given like a you got a new contract and then got fucking waxed. <laughs> right, waxed.
2: I remember Vic came in the opening game. I think that was the when Kevin Cobb got hurt against Green Bay. Clay Matthews fucking drilled right. him, and then Vic came in.
3: Um, the, the I got one for you. My favorite one that I okay. can actually know was an actual opening game. I'm not picking November. Cam Newton's debut, four
1: oh. so hundred twenty-two
3: fucking yards, three tutties, yeah. right oh, for a guy that they said, bro. Scam I
1: was in Newton six leagues, the fucking Heisman and I had him, him in every league, bro, that year. Six leagues out of every year, every league. Cam Newton, he, he killed was a beast. it. Good call. Yep.
2: All right, Adam, what do you got for us? All
1: right, so can we get? I'll give you a uh a little more of a PG and then more of a like insider one. So. Both of these are going to be like in-person things, right? So back in the day, it's 2012, and it's coming off of Mike's favorite, probably you know, the Dream Team, Dream Team, you know, Vince Young, these these great Philadelphia Eagles that announced themselves awesome that uh, missed the playoffs. Now I'm the awesome with all that. So 2012, pregame and like I'm talking about early 6 a.m., like the oh, sun man. is just get up. We're at the Muni. We're at all the different spots, like ready for this, and we're winning all to watch like an ugly football game, but you're just happy the Browns are winning all to see Michael Vick end up leading the charge and uh, classfully lose to Michael Vick and at home. And you're you're leaving just excited. And then all of a sudden it's like flaccid. God, there's so many. That was, it was such a good vibe and such a great opportunity that the Browns obviously pissed away. Like it's a a staple in my memories of fanhood. Like we, we have a chance and we don't ever really like we just, it's all wishful.
2: I want to say it was Adrian Peterson's first NFL game was against the Browns in Cleveland. And it was. He ran the fuck over us.
1: Destroyed <laughs> us.
2: Because I wanted, I'm like, I wanted Adrian Peterson so bad to the Browns, even though Joe Thomas turned out to be a Hall of Famer, <clears throat> amazing player, but I still wanted Peterson so bad. And I remember, too. Um, I think it was the year after the Derek Anderson year when, you know, Braylon went crazy. Kellen Winslow went crazy, all that. Mm -hmm. And then we played Dallas the opening day, and they fucking waxed us. Fucking first game, man. Steelers waxed us one year, that Charlie Fry year where I think we lost, like, 43 to nothing. They pulled Charlie Fry, like, in the first half. Oh, yeah, there's so many bad Browns memories.
1: So bad. So, all right, so then 2013 – so, this is, all right, this one's a little more, like, in, in touch. So, 2013, right, the, the the next year, we play Miami. Now, on the field, um, we're actually winning at halftime, an ugly game, and they kind of just opened the floodgates. So, it's twenty three ten 23-10 finish. So, you know, pregame, afterwards, we're at the bars around West 6 and all that. And we're out, and we're at Barley House, which is one of the big bars there. And all of a sudden, the Browns come in. And bro, like literally you got like, you could smell out of this hookah that it wasn't hookah. And you got guys that have track records for smoking and you're just like, this is, um, this is everything about my Cleveland Browns that I, that I know and love. So, um, I don't know. There, There was a lot of things in that era that were sketchy, but, uh, man, they started, I remember that 2012 and 2013, just like, 2012 especially they were like five losses in a row in 2013 right. it was yeah josh gordon had that crazy year right like yeah, he had an yeah. unbelievable season but like it was just so not a good team so um f- fun memories with, with opening week but oh, yeah. uh I, i'm looking for the browns to actually win some games in opening week <laughs> yes. one of these years you know <laughs> yeah they've that's lost 10 years so ago now by the way
2: yeah they've lost so many on opening oh god yeah ah, bad memories all right anyways thanks guys for joining me for the prediction show a lot of fun i'll keep uh, track of these uh bring you guys on at the end of the year and we'll uh talk we about did. them see how bad we did yeah no
1: one last thing is like uh, I'm, I'm sure i'm going to miss one of them but i'm hedging right i, I have herbert winning mvp and then missing the playoffs. so hopefully one of them wins i don't know <laughs> right, we'll, see.
2: we'll <laughs> see all right well, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Eric Rannick NFL. You can follow uh, the show at America's Game Pod. And breaking news at South Harmon FF South Harmon has their own uh, Twitter now. So make sure you guys go over to South Harmon FF. Make sure you guys hop on that. Follow them on Twitter as well, where we'll be posting all our shows, all our content. Um, Another little breaking news, I guess Um, Monday for your Tuesday morning um, listening pleasure. I'll be doing a quick little waiver wire show for redraft and deep dynasty stuff. So I'll give you both i um, looking forward to doing that for you guys as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, your floor is yours, guys. Anything you guys want to say? No, oh, man, that's it. This is your
1: show. Good Start. exit. Uh, great show. Looking forward to the Monday show. And, uh, yeah, check and out South Harmon FF.
2: Sunday morning. Start sit, baby. Start, Start sit, sit is it. back. Start sit
1: is Start fucking sit back. Is fucking We're back. fucking back. We're back, baby. We're check back and we never too. left. So yeah. Yeah, make sure you check that out Thursday. um Actually, on the South Harmon thing, I'll say real quick. So, Thursday, you have the games, right? But then yep. we're going to have a full slate Sunday. So, Sunday, we're oh, going to yeah. have short patron show. Then we have the start sit. The gang is back together. Eric, as any, as always, you're welcome to come or not come. But Sunday recap, man. We got the Sunday recap in between the four and the Sunday evening game. So, yep. for your content needs and your team needs and your lineup needs, South Harmon FF you. the place to be, man.
2: Yep, we got you for sure. I'm looking forward to the Sunday mornings. We all uh, we had such a blast doing that last year. It's gonna be awesome, um, bro. Getting it back together. Yes, to, sir. So. I'm
3: looking forward to the uh, the very first one when we were like, nah, mm-hmm. fucking bench this scrub. This guy's dog shit. And then you know, within the first thirty seconds of yeah. NFL red zone that I'm touchdown. watching, scores a yeah.
2: touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> 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 always. Fucking three thousand DeAndre Swift questions. I'm ready for that again. Yeah. Fucking Tom I'm ready for the Gift questions
1: to come back for Mike, yeah, you know, Gibson, like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, fun, man. All right.
1: All All right. looking forward to,
2: to uh, seeing you guys live Sunday morning. So we'll see you uh, Sunday morning. See ya. See ya. Peace.